Welcome to the Gospel Rant. This is Dr. Bill Sinyard. We're looking at struggles during the holidays. We've looked at why do people feel more shame during the holidays and why do some people feel more lonely during the holidays. Well, this podcast is why are addictions harder around the holidays? Uh, Once again, welcome to the Gospel Rant. Today we're looking at how we can apply the gospel to things that happen during the holiday seasons. These are normal. This doesn't mean that you're broken or horrible. It's just uh, the brain that you've inherited, your your nurture. So for some, holidays are great. We all know those folks. For others, it can be awkward, hard, or even toxic. So on this podcast, we look at some of the reasons that some of us might struggle more with our addictions this time of year than any other time of year. In an only but goody 2010 article for Psych Today, addictions during the holidays, recovered or not, it's important to be prepared. How can those struggling with addictions stay safe during the holidays? Adi Jaffe suggests that there's, there are some helpful strategies that can diminish the power of addiction in your brain during the holidays. So why are the holidays so difficult for addicts? Here's Jaffe, quote, Obviously, as just mentioned, the pressures of the holidays are difficult for everyone. But for addicts, these same issues of money, family, and general stress are amplified, often because they are the same age-old issues that lie at the root of the addiction and the beginning of drug use and abuse in the first place. If the recovering addict has not had the opportunity to openly confront family issues in the past, either with the family itself or with a therapist or counselor, the potential for relapse can be great. A vast amount of research shows how stress can bring even long dormant behavior back to the surface, which should serve as a warning to substance and behavioral addicts alike, like sex addicts or compulsive gamblers. On the other end of the spectrum, addicts without a stable family or group of friends are often left feeling alone and isolated during the holidays, another powerful source of the shame and boredom that can drive addictive behavior. Close quote. Well, that's exactly right. Well, what are some of the hidden struggles that can intensify addiction or the trigger or a relapse? Here's Jaffe again. Quote, most often these struggles emerge from one of the two likely scenarios. In the event of a still active addiction, attempts to hide the problem from friends and families and the resulting stress can paradoxically intensify the addictive behavior. And whether the addiction has been treated or not, gathering with family in a familiar place can frequently cause someone to face many of the underlying issues that can be the root causes of a drug addiction or compulsive behavior. To paraphrase Tolstoy, all unhappy families are unhappy in their own unique way. And whether one's particular family is overly judgmental, enabling, angry, or whatever else, it can serve to restart self-destructive patterns of behavior. For some recovering addicts, there may be a family-imposed secrecy around the recovery itself, which can be trying at a time when the whole family is gathering ostensibly to celebrate one another. Even the house, including the room where an addict used to act out, and certainly family members like that cousin they used to smoke weed with, can be important cues that may re-trigger cravings and old behavioral patterns. Additionally and importantly, if there is a family history of any kind of past abuse, 
This can obviously serve as a particularly powerful and insidious trigger for addicts, whether recovering or not. In fact, recent research suggests that these old root stimuli may be much more powerful for drug addicts than re-experiencing the drug itself, close quote. Whew. So what are some strategies for surviving the holidays? Here's Jaffe again. Quote, first and foremost, one must be prepared. Since most people at least know and are aware of the potential issues that might arise within their own families, it is crucial to not try to wing it. If you know that your family is going to be asking lots of uncomfortable questions, practice some appropriate answers and don't feel obligated to discuss any aspect of your recovery that you're not comfortable discussing. If your family is overly focused on achievements or likes to bring up stories from the past that are triggering or shameful, rehearse your reactions to them. If you have a friend or significant someone who can help, do a little role play, trying out different answers and see how they feel as you actually say them out aloud. It will never be exactly the same as you practice, but being prepared can go a long way towards taming the body and brain's natural stress responses. But by the way, this is great stuff from Jaffe. Here he is again. Quote, just as importantly, if you know you're liable to encounter events or people that formerly facilitated addictive behavior, role play those likely scenarios and know how you plan on turning down or avoiding those substances or behaviors. For instance, figure out how exactly you're going to tell your cousin you aren't going to smoke in the basement with him before you have to actually do it. It will sound a lot less forced and strange the second time around, and you will have already experienced some of the associated anxiety. If you're going to be alone, make distinct plans for your activities and do the best you can to find healthy situations to participate in, even if they seem new or slightly uncomfortable at first. For instance, go ahead and join that group of strangers for a Christmas Eve dinner or a Christmas Day movie instead of spending those times alone. After all, uncomfortable or not, new healthy experience will be vastly preferable to sliding back into the same old destructive patterns of the past, close quote. Man, that's just great advice from Jaffe. Uh, from a Christian perspective, um, I would add, ask God to give you power. Uh, as an addict, you probably feel powerless to, to, to stop this thing. It's in your brain. You don't have muscle group to stop it. So ask God to give you power to begin to feel the height and width and length and depth uh, and the love of Christ for you and the fullness of the Father to, to radically strike against the, the urges that you're feeling. And this is as you are, not as you should be or could be. This is ask God to give you power to feel love as you are the addict. It's this perfect love that can make you feel like there's really is a present, solid relationship that can't be messed up, shame-free. There is only one relationship that you can really count on always, and, and you can begin to presently enjoy. We'll show you how. It's just that sometimes we don't feel it and we forget. So we're going to change that just a little bit. How? Uh, here's a helpful prayer that could just give you some power to resist those addictions. And it might even begin to diminish your addictive urges just a little bit. It comes from our Take Heart YZ prayer card. Uh, it's on the website, www.gospel-app.com, if you want some more. It's a prayer to God that he would give you power to fight against your addictions. Cool? All right, check it out. Jesus, I am back. I did it again, the very thing that I swore that I wouldn't do. I couldn't seem to help it. 
I am far more broken than I ever thought. I am ashamed. I am riddled with remorse and guilt and fear. I am just tired. I need to ask, Jesus, did you die for that sin? My most recent one against you, others and myself. The actions driven by my addiction. You did? It's paid for completely? Well, make me believe that now. I need to ask you another question. Do you still like me, Jesus? Love me as I am, not as I should be? You do? As much as you love the Father and he loves you, you do? Make me believe that too. I have another question. If I was to look up into your eyes right now, would I see that you adore me as I am, the addict? Knowing that I promised to kick the habit and didn't. Knowing that I will probably disappoint you again and again. I would see your adoration for me as I am again. That's the gospel. Make me get that now. Empower me to look up. Give me the capacity to willingly take this burden off and hand it to you again. Amen. So we suggest that you say that twice a day until New Year's. Um, I do, we do. Uh, On those days that, that you're being triggered and the cues are present, man, say it four or five times. Now, hear this, if your situation, right, is related to a past crime or hurt or withheld love or honor or a shameful event, consider going through the forgiving path this holiday season. The forgiving path is a healthy, shame-free, biblical, confidential, scientifically verified tool for any smart device that can provide some healing. Not perfect, that remains for heaven. Those who have gone through the short, private, and confidential nine stations of the forgiving path have reported a a 27% decrease in their desire to avoid the person who hurt them, a 149% increase in the sense of benevolence and empathy towards that person who hurt them or who withheld love for them, who, who shamed them a 53% reduction in their desire for revenge, an 80% increase in an experience of justice for the hurt. And again, these are not perfect numbers. These are not reconciliation, right? All that's left for heaven. But this should be dramatic. It should be noticeable. It should help you reduce the urges for your addiction. It might just make the family gathering just a little more enjoyable and safe for you, a little more cue-free this year. Give it a try or pass it on to someone that you know who is also struggling with family issues or addiction issues this year. Check out the video on the website now, www.forgivingpath.com, and use the coupon code HOLIDAY at the checkout and get a healthy holiday discount. That's our gift to you. We just hope that you have a healthy and safe family gathering this year, addiction-free. Well, we'll see you on the next Gospel Rants. Have a happy holiday. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.